Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to another edition of I Won't Stop Until I Win. I am your host, Jose Flores, and each week I'll be sharing inspiring stories of people who push through the pain, who overcome adversity, and who keep on running their race to become the winners they are today. So thank you for spending some time with me, and let's jump right into the show. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here this week with a very special guest of mine, none other than my brother, CEO of multi-million dollar company, Nutrition Solutions, my brother, Chris Cavallini. What's going on, man? What up? Glad to be here, man. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Hey, man, I'm super excited to have you on today, man. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. You have an amazing story, bro, and I can't wait to just jump right in. But before I start every podcast, I always like to take a quick moment and just thank God for this opportunity because I personally believe that without him, none of this would be possible. So I just pray that and continue that, that your business continues to blow up, our friendship continues to increase, and the impact that we're making around the world continues to in- increase as well in the name of Jesus. Man, I'm excited to have you here. How you feeling today, brother? Feeling good, man. Let's, uh, let's roll, man. After listening to you talk, Jose was uh, kind enough. We're actually recording this at... Uh, Nutrition Solutions, my company, in um, you know my podcast studio. He's in town. He's doing a speaking gig this weekend. And uh, before we jumped in here, he did you know a short ten to fifteen minute talk to uh, my team. And man, it gave me goosebumps, dude. You've gotten better since the last time I heard you speak. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. I always try to, uh, I know for some reason, man, from the moment I met you, and we're going to get into this a little bit later on, but I remember from the, the first time I met you uh, about three or four years ago, man, and just the love you showed me, I could just see that, you know, your passion about you know, for people, man, just helping people out, helping them want to get to the next level. And the people that you've connected me to, man, also has helped me, you know, grow and increase on my own through my own personal development man so i just want to say thank you for that alone you're welcome man thank you i really appreciate that man so tell us a little bit about the young chris because i know you have an amazing story people that know you now and follow you now they see all the amazing things that you're doing Mm -hmm. they see how you stay you know not only physically fit but mentally fit but you weren't always like that right Uh, no i was pretty much the opposite of this (laughs) For the majority of my life, I mean, you know, you know, currently, obviously, if you were to take a snapshot of my current circumstances, 36 years old, uh, I'm the CEO of a company called Nutrition Solutions. You know, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good now. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of things that we need to improve on, but we, uh, we've received a lot of recognition the last year. Uh, we've been featured in, you know, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc. We have a lot of elite, uh, you know, athlete and celebrity clientele. I have some good things going for my personal brand uh, is going well. You know, we just started up the podcast, but you know, my circumstances, you know, right now um, are certainly not indicative of the way things were a short time ago, but turning back, you know, even further, you know, as a kid, the way I came up, I mean, I was basically arrested 17 times prior to my 18th birthday to give a little context of, uh, the type of kid I was, but uh, I grew up in uh, uh, Massachusetts, uh, Boston. I was actually born in Boston. Um, bounced around different, you know, cities and suburbs. Um, and you know, basically, my mom had me super young. She was sixteen. Uh, my dad took off uh, while she was pregnant with me. Mom had a bunch of problems, so I was pulled out of her care very early. Spent some time in foster homes, group homes. Ended up uh, living with my biological grandmother, who. I didn't have the best relationship with, you know, when, when people think of, uh, you know, grandma and what comes to mind, that traditional 
old sweet woman in the the, the rocking chair knitting a quilt or something. That wasn't my grandmother, and, and you know she, uh, my mother put her through a lot, and uh, she, uh, you know, I mean, again, and, and I was I wasn't a good kid, so it, it was one of those things where I didn't have a traditional like environment that was consistent to a normal upbringing. So I didn't have a like. Uh, you know, a father figure. So I lacked discipline. Um, you know, m- my grandmother wasn't, look, she did the best she can. I'm sure, you know, she did the best she can. It was her first time doing anything like that. But uh, I just, I had some, some problems, man, some behavioral issues, some temperament issues, a lot of insecurities, which basically probably was the root of the two things that I just mentioned. And, um, yeah. you know, I, a lot of people had it a lot worse than me, but the fact is, you know, I, I still uh, was, in a position that I felt that, you know, I needed to act out and, you know, get in trouble and do stupid shit as a way to like gain significance. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was always the one, you know, my friends, I didn't have a bike. Right. And, you know, I had a, a, a buddies that, you know, let me ride around in the pegs of their bike, but I didn't have, I wasn't born in a privilege. I, I didn't have uh, a lot of, you know, uh, of the, the, the same, I get opportunities of privilege, call it what you will. that some of the other uh, kids did. And, um, you know, that's okay. It's, it was just one of those things where, uh, you know, my life, uh, looked a certain way. And, and because of certain things that I was uh, exposed to, I kind of cognitively developed as I did. And it got me to a, a point where, you know, in high school, I, uh, I was acting out pretty consistently, you know, I started getting in trouble, developed a, rather poor reputation with local law enforcement yeah. and uh you know was getting arrested for things like you know underage drinking trespassing <laughs> um shit man one time breaking entering like fighting possession of marijuana before they decriminalized it and you know ultimately um i was given an ultimatum by the state of massachusetts and basically they said that uh i could either go to jail for seven months or join the military wow. so i uh left my hometown, joined the military, and, uh, you know, actually, I was in the Navy, spent five of the most exciting years of my life as a Navy deep-sea diver, which was huge for me um, in the sense that, you know, not only did the military, you know, obviously, people say, oh, the military, that's great. I mean, for someone like me, it was amazing because, you know, I had no discipline, I had no structure, I had no just order in my life, and the military, you know, cultivated those habits in me they Mm -hmm. the first time i started learning about discipline the importance of attention detail and you know standards and 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 such but the 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 main benefit of you know me joining the military really had nothing to do with the military it was the fact that it removed me from the place and the people that you know i came up around that you know essentially got me thinking and acting a certain way because you know Look, I take full responsibility over everything I've ever done, over everything that's ever happened to me, whether literally, literally, whether I was in control of it or not, I take responsibility of the way that, you know, I respond and the way that I, you know, let it affect me or not affect me. But, you know, it, it, at this, you know, stage, I don't think anybody can deny the fact that people that you hang around with, the environments that you're in, just the information that you expose your mind to, without question, it's going to determine your mindset. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, military was good to me, man. Uh, had do, you think, a, do you think that was a turning point for you? It, it was It was definitely a life-altering event. I, I can't say that it was a, I mean, yeah, it was a turning point to some degree. You know, it, it, it was definitely a step up from where I was mm-hmm. previously. But, you know, in the military, I had the opportunity to be part of a very elite community. The, uh, the, 
the Navy diving community, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an elite community as mentioned. I mean, they send you to a, uh, you know, six month training and, you know, at the time I believe it was about a 70% attrition rate, meaning 70% of the people that start don't finish, you know, yeah. either they quit, they, you know, can't pass certain, uh, you know, evolutions, whether it be physical, mental or academic, but, uh, yeah, did pretty good in dive school, you know, got through that and, uh, you know, entered the diving community was around, uh, guys who were a lot more experienced, a lot more, um, disciplined. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate to have some people look out for me, basically, you know, uh, kind of take a mentor, uh, stance, you know, in my life, take mm-hmm. me under their wing. They kind of knew my circumstances, my background, and, you know, they saw some good in me and they, they taught me a lot about, uh, you know, discipline and, and, and moreover how to conduct myself like a respectable, uh, human being and, and, and be a man. Yeah. So, so tell me, so that was an, a life altering moment for you, right? But what was the actual turning point for you where you said, you know, bro, you kind of rushed through your whole story right there. Like all this stuff. Well, that, I mean, that's there. not the whole story. No, that's no, I know. I know. I know that's not the whole story. Yeah. But I mean, I, what I mean by that is that you mentioned a lot of things mm-hmm. that you've gone through mm-hmm. that most people don't make it out of. Yeah. You know, statistically that, you know, most people don't make it out of those type of situations or environments or, or things that happen. You know what I mean? I do. And that's, that's a tough place to be in. And you're here, man, you're winning, you're kicking butt. Yeah. But- with my circumstance, that's interesting. You said that one of the things that, uh, I, you know, when I talk, this was a thing that I used to incorporate in the, the talk that I was giving the, uh, national, um, center of health statistics had there, you know, there's, uh, some fascinating you know, research that was put out there and basically an individual with my circumstances that came up the way that I did, basically, you know, there was like a 60% chance that I'd, you know, wind up being a drug addict, um, a 40% chance that I'd end up in prison and like a 90% chance that I'd end up homeless. Wow. So, you know, I, I did overcome, you know, some stuff and, and, you know, again, like, it's one of those things where you know at the time you're not like oh man you know this I'm gonna take on this adversity I'm gonna say, you just you, you do what you have to do man I grew up the way that I grew up I, did, I wasn't like in you know the Partridge family or the Brady bunch and you know this amazing like family environment and then one day just yanked out of it and just put in some shitty circumstances that's all I ever knew so it's kind of really difficult to fully I guess comprehend the other side when that's all you know so yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, that's that all that shit, you know, that, that basically helped me t- kind of develop an edge. And although like I, I wasn't channeling it properly or like harnessing it in, in the right way, you know, once I learned how to do that, it's obviously produced some really significant results in my life. So that, and that's great. So when people see Chris Cavallini now today, they see that you're a very successful individual. You've accomplished a lot, but what was the turning point for you where you said, you know, regardless of what I've been through, regardless of who was there for mm-hmm. me or who wasn't there for me, regardless of what I've done that I shouldn't have done, you know, I want out. Mm-hmm. I want out of that, that environment. I want out and I want more for my life. What was that turning point? What was your mindset? Yeah, so I got out of the military prematurely. That was not a good decision for me. I decided to get out. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. That's where I was stationed. And I didn't want to leave Jacksonville. If I stayed in the military, I would have had to move to a different city um, okay. where I didn't have the, I mean, I wouldn't be able to pick. They would send me where they sent me. Yeah. But uh, I like Jacksonville. I mean, I, I certainly liked it a lot more than, you know, where I grew up. And, and, and I started to just 
see the world differently and the world started seeing me differently. And I, 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 you know, had some good friends that I'd met there at the time and, uh, I just decided to get out and, and that wasn't a strong decision for me because <laughs> I didn't really have a plan. Um, I mean, in my mind I did, I had a fake plan that wasn't really a plan, Yeah. but essentially, I mean, I went from one night to the next having a structured routine, having financial security, having discipline and just, just having order in my life to literally no longer having any of those things. Um, and that, that was a pretty aggressive transition for somebody like yeah. me, especially with my, you know, previous circumstances. So, you know, I, I, I essentially, I went, I went backwards. I, I went backwards and, uh, started to work in a strip club and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I thought it was the best idea because I was able to make cash under the table while still collecting, I was taking some uh, online community college classes, which, you know, the military has phenomenal educational benefits. I, was, I wanted to take advantage of them, not because I gave a shit about getting an education, <laughs> but because they would actually pay you. So I would actually, they'd give oh. you X amount of dollars. And, you know, if you had a full-time schedule at school, it would be, and didn't have a job, it, they would actually pay you more. So mm. the money they gave you not only covered the actual classes, but some of your living expenses. So to kind of oh, like wow. work the system, I got a job at the strip club under the table. So I was able to collect the full benefit and such. And that again was not a strong move for me because now I'm in, in like a not very positive environment. I'm around just things that weren't just consistent with, you know, going in a direction that is a winning direction. So um, quickly just found myself in a position where I was very, very disgruntled and just just had a chip on my shoulder. I hated the work environment. I didn't like the customers I was dealing with. I didn't like the girls. I was messing with the girls. Just, you know, getting in fights with the customers. Man, I was young. I was a hothead. I took everything personal. Yeah. Thought I always had to prove myself. And, uh, you know, I was drinking at work to make it, like, less shitty and, and more, like, uh, I guess, um, doable at yeah. the time. And, you know, finally I got just enough is enough. And uh, hated it so much that I subsequently quit and became a drug dealer true story wow yeah so here i am 23 years old and uh now i'm uh selling anabolic steroids for a living i mean that's what i'm doing i didn't work for six 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 years i mean i didn't have a job i was selling steroids making cash living a f very fast life and wow. uh again like i i got to a point i'm young i'm like man this is great like this is like i have freedom i can sleep till 11 12 noon whatever get up like do whatever i want like just you know meet some people like give them the shit get the money go to the gym go out party i was partying five nights a week bottle service like you know i was making you know decent money to at the time i mean it's obviously my situation and my standards are different now yeah but uh you know i was blowing every i mean you're living a life like that i mean you're not nobody's saving you know you're, you're making it fast you're spending it fast. totally totally so you know, I did that for a while and again just like created this like this lie this this fabricated reality and thought that I was actually like like doing good like I thought that like in the moment like you know I'm like making money I'm like you know maybe in my mind I'm selling steroids I'm not selling crack I'm not selling heroin right I'm helping people You're like in my mind of course I was I was I was I was doing the 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 community of service yeah. in my own uh, in my own eyes but basically you know uh after a certain amount of years, you know, gets to a point where, you know, drug dealers hang out with other drug dealers. Some people I knew started getting uh, arrested, getting sent to prison. And, uh, you know, it, one of my best friends, I mean, still, I mean, still to this day, he is my best friend, uh, Lee, who, you know, works for yeah, Nutrition Lee, Solutions. Yeah. And, 
you know the the guy that runs the uh the show for me when i'm not around amazing um, dude yeah i mean he got he got sent to prison that was a huge wake-up call for me and i started uh just understanding and, and real coming to the realization that if i didn't make some serious changes that that was essentially where i was headed and, and it really wasn't so much the fear of going to prison that yeah. that was a, a catalyst for me to start making some changes it was more so like the fear of seeing myself go back to being the person i was like growing up being the you know the 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 kid that was kind of like looked down on the kid who's wearing dirty clothes to yeah. school the kid who just you know like i, I i'll be honest man like i yeah, nobody I, wants to go back no to and, and i could tell you some more stories but i'm I, like i'm not over here trying to say like some you know sad stories when i was a kid my fucking life is awesome now i'm happy yeah. a lot of good things are happening but like back then i mean there's some things that, i mean I've, I've i've stolen clothes out of the lost and found in middle school just so i had new clothes to wear to wow. give you some perspective and, yeah no wow that's crazy but long story short man um started making some changes with my life and uh you know started uh you know reading uh, reading books watching tony robbins youtube videos this was back in mm -hmm. i'm 36 now this was when i was 27 so um so did so so did what happened to lee was that like a wake-up call for you? massive like, hey, I, gotta, call. I gotta switch some stuff around yeah, i mean it made me start realizing that like you know if i don't make some changes my life is is going to be essentially fucking destroyed and i'm gonna go back to being that loser that you know that loser fucking kid that i was and that race basically gave me just damn near paralyzing anxiety and and, and finally I, wow. I realized it's time to draw a line in the sand and start doing what it is i had to do to uh create a better life for myself you know you you know why i wanted to spend some time with your backstory because i think it's important because everybody sees you know what you look like now is almost mm. like the finished product mm. almost, right? Yeah. And so people see well, this. This isn't like, the finished product. Bro. No, no, I know. But other people that are looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. And then, but what I'm saying is that they see you li living this life, a successful entrepreneur, CEO of a company, fast growing company, you know, cars and, you know, other things that you do. You live a good life, right? But they don't, a lot of people don't know other people's story and what, what they had to go through, where they came from. And why they are the way they are today. Yeah. And I think that you're a prime example of, listen, and I commend you, Chris, because like I said, people with your type of background don't make it out. It, uh, you know, I I hate to say this, but yes, I, I agree with you. Like, statistically speaking, you're not yeah. wrong. You know, that there are some, there are, you know, a, a few, but the overwhelming majority decide, and it is a conscious decision. Absolutely. It's a conscious decision that, most people are not consciously aware of absolutely if that makes does that make sense absolutely you know most people decide to let their past circumstances the things that happened to them before the people that hurt them before the situations that hurt them before they let their past destroy their reality and distort their future and i absolutely. just think that i think it's very irresponsible man because the fact is this if you know you've been through some tough times you lived a tough life like you know please understand that you are not the first person in the history of the human species <laughs> to go through whatever it is that you've been through That's and right. and it doesn't matter how bad it is i mean i'm talking like you know physically abused sexual abuse raped fuck dude if you were kidnapped if you were left on the street kicked That's out right. of your home like i was i mean all those things That's right. all those things i mean i know what abuse tastes like across the board yeah I've been there. Yeah. And the fact is, like, I don't have a problem saying these things to these people and telling them that 
it is all excuses because I know firsthand that those excuses sound best to the people who are speaking them. Mm -hmm. Because for the overwhelming majority of my life, man, I used my past. I used the way I came up, the relationship I had with my mother, the all this bullshit. Yeah. I used that as a reason to justify why I could never do this or why my life would never look like that. On top of the fact that, you know, I, I, obviously I was arrested a lot of times, got yeah. in some trouble. That's another thing. I was like, oh, well, you know, because I was arrested, you know, 30 trillion times, <laughs> I can never do fill in the blank. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until I, I, I changed that narrative and basically took responsibility over everything that has happened to me, you know, uh, to that point. And, you know, basically that allowed me to not only, you know, take control of, you know, my life, but it allowed me to create a better future. I love what you just said. You said, I changed the narrative and I took control. Mm -hmm. I, you did it. Nobody did it for you. Yeah, no, and let, let me elaborate on what I mean by that. Okay. Because again, like there are people that have been out through some horrible circumstances and, and, and honestly, like, you know, I, I know that in, in, in the hierarchy of people who've had fucked up lives or fucked up childhoods, like, you know, th th mine is, is nothing in comparison. But with that said, I believe that your, you know, quote unquote, fucked up circumstances, your past, the trauma that you have, 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 have been subjected to. I believe that if viewed as such, it can actually be a huge advantage. Absolutely. It's a decision that you have to make because you can either, again, you can either, you, I mean, it's, it's one of two options, the way that I see it. Okay. You can use all the things that happened in your past as an excuse, as a reason to never do anything great with your life and live a very average, very mediocre, substandard life where you're mm -hmm. depressed, uh, you know, lacking confidence and, you know, super fucking negative because you're not going anywhere with your life. Mm -hmm. Or you could legitimately use that, you, you use it as fuel and fire to drive you to, to push you to get up on those days when you'd rather fucking die than get out of bed to push through the adversity to fight because you understand that you have a responsibility to yourself, to the people around you, to your friends, to your family, to people who have been through the situations that you've been through. That's right. You have a responsibility to them to prove that it is possible. And that is a decision. And honestly, if more people took the stance that I didn't have that mindset, the world would be a much better place, man, because I know people who've been through some very, very fucked up situations, situations that make my childhood look like fucking Disney World <laughs> that are crushing it at the absolute highest level. Yeah. And if one other person is doing it, just one other person, not only can you do it, you can do it better. That's right. Because you have a game plan that you can model and tweak to outdo that person. And honestly, that fucking fires me up knowing that. Me too. And, and you know, to be honest with you, that's why me and you are both here. We, and that's why I started the podcast as well. I won't stop until I win because I believe that, you know, my own circumstances, right? We were talking mm -hmm. about circumstances. Now I use it to my advantage. 
and I had the option, right? I had, I we we make the choice. I could have said, hey, you know what? I have this situation. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't really do too much. I'm just gonna stay home and collect government checks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? I don't. And I did that for a little bit, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I did get some disability checks mm-hmm. when I was younger. But I said, you know what? Who the heck can live off of a measly eight hundred and fifty dollars a month? And I got sick and tired of that type of lifestyle. And I said, you know what? I got to go get more out there. And I know there's more. And I developed it. And just like you, you know, we all have a background. We all have a situation. And, you know, there are some people that come from great families that have, you know, they were born with silver spoons in their mouths. Their parents are around and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But for those of us who, who didn't grow up like that, we have those two choices like we spoke about. We can either, you know, mope and be depressed and not do nothing and wish we were dead. Mm. Or we can go ahead and wake up every morning, kick life in the butt and show other people like, hey, listen, I'm doing it. And like you said, you can too and you can probably even do it better than no, me. No, you, you, you not, you probably, you 100%. If one other person has done what you are looking to do, you can do it better and easier because all you have to do is follow the map, essentially, yeah. that they have generously provided for you. That's right. That's it. That's right. All right, cool. So check it out. So like I said, most people check out Chris. They see you. See the type of lifestyle you live now. Now they know your background, right? So I know a lot of people, they see people that are running large corporations, large businesses, making good money, growing, expanding, increasing. And they always typically wonder like, man, what does a day in their life look like? Mm. Right? So I like asking, this is one of the questions I ask a, a lot of people and then people that I look up to and that are very successful. So what is a typical uh, day look like for Chris Cavallini from the moment you wake up mm-hmm. to the moment you get back home in bed. Yeah, this is interesting because we, we, we just did, uh, the other day we recorded uh, a podcast on how to have the perfect day. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, I uh, get up in the morning, get up at the same time every day. First thing I do before I get out of bed is just immediately default to gratitude. I start thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for. And again, I know that sounds so fucking corny. I know you've heard it before, but the fact is most of you are not doing it. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's just the truth. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is not something I wake up. I don't like, you know, wake up in the morning, like the big smile on my face and skip around. Like I deliberately and intentionally think about things that I have to be grateful for. It doesn't naturally happen all the time. Yeah. Okay. It's a process. And I think about, all the things that I'm grateful for currently, I think about things uh, and people that I'm grateful for, you know, people that I'm proud of, not just in the moment, it's things that have happened throughout my lifetime that make me feel good. I think about my dog who's typically right next to me and how grateful I am for him. I think about the my, my, my home, just the, my, my circumstances, the opportunities I have in front of me. And then I think about the day that I'm about to have and the, 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 the positive outcomes that I'm going to achieve based off of what I have going on that day. Um, I get up, make my bed. I mean, that's important guys. If you're not making your bed, stop not making your bed (laughs) (laughs) slacking. Yeah. I make my bed. Um, you know, I'll, uh, turn on some form of personal development, you know, whether it be an audio book or podcasts, a few different podcasts that I listen to, but predominantly audio books, this point in my life, man, I, I think I've read almost a thousand books uh, between fiction and nonfiction. All I read now is is obviously nonfiction, personal development uh, related stuff. But I listen to my audiobooks because um, you know all throughout the day, like I'm, I'm I'm reading different things. I read different blogs. I have uh, you know obviously different content, other people's content that I consume. I listen to audiobooks because it it basically is a way to do personal development that like there's no excuse, right? Like you're just hitting play and you can go about brushing your teeth, getting going through your morning routine, whatever it is that you're going to do. 
Um, but I want to do that first thing in the morning to put some good shit in my brain to learn to better myself. The personal development that I do every day, one hour, mandatory. That's non-negotiable. It is something I do uh, because that is what I did to go from being a drug dealer with like no goals, no no hope, no future, none of that to, you know, being in the position that I am now. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. The personal development has helped me get to where I am today and it will help me continue to uh, to grow, continue to do more and continue to get better. Um, so seven days a week, one hour a day. I mean, you know, those of you guys are looking for the path forward, it's the personal development and the, and the goal of personal development. So a lot of people don't understand. It's like, oh, I'm going to listen to this book. And it's like, no, it's, it, it's, it's teaching you how to think differently. That's because mandatory. That's what it is, man. You have to learn to think differently. Every single one of you right now that's hearing this, every single one of you that's watching this, if you want to get better, if you want your life to improve even a little bit, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by you following a very specific process where the outcome of following said process is developing your mind in such a way where you learn to think on a higher level. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that's very, very important to me. It's something that I constantly, I mean, look, I, I obsess over it because it's like, it's, it's, it's changed my life so radically that I feel that like I have to do like my part to put as many people onto it as humanly possible because I want them to experience the same things that it has done for me. I mean, you know, in our company, personal development is mandatory here. This entire building is wired with speakers hour a day. <laughs> They're listening to personal development of some kind, whether it's an audiobook, a podcast, you know, whatever the case is, because I want these people to become better, not better, you know, members of our team, just better human beings, Absolutely. better productive members of society. And, uh, you know, I want them to, uh, to, to be able to grow and move forward and develop the way that I have. So after that, I go get some form of exercise in every morning mandatory, whether it's a, like a full workout. Like this morning I got up and I actually like, like trained back and did, uh, you know, 20 minutes on the Stairmaster. Other times, man, I'll just go have like a road bike outside of my place. I like to get some form of exercise going first thing in the morning just to get like my, my brain, like just spitting out those the good chemicals to make myself feel like, you know, like I'm ready to go fucking kill the day. I mean, <laughs> the days that I work out, which is 95% of the time in the morning, I feel noticeably better and different than when I don't. So mm -hmm. my whole basic like thesis, my whole like, like everything I do is basically geared around setting my life up and setting like myself up for optimization to feel as good as I possibly can feel so I can fucking execute on things that, you know, move the needle of my life forward. That's right. But, uh, after the workout, um, you know, I'll basically get into, uh, my, my work day. I mean, I, I come to the company about four days a week. Um, you know, I have a good team here, so I don't need to be here all the time looking over their shoulders, nor do I want to because the shit stresses me out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll come in, you know, talk to the team in the morning during our morning meeting. And, uh, I have different meetings here, uh, throughout the week and, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just grinding. I'm putting out content. Obviously I have the podcast now we're doing two, uh, podcasts a week and, you know, now, uh, I'm, my circumstances have changed last year. Like I now like have the opportunity to travel and, you know, like be on all these like shows and get interviewed and like be on the, these like national news. And it's like, holy shit. I think about like, like how on earth did this happen? And I look back and it's just like, you know, if you know what you want, no matter what your current circumstances look like right now, if you know what you want specifically, you have that clear picture in your mind. It, 
doesn't matter how far away you are from that thing. If you have that in your mind, if you have those goals, you put those goals on paper and you're willing to work hard, stay positive in negative situations. And, you know, when faced with adversity, you're willing to take that adversity head on because it's coming. Yeah. It, it happens, man. And a lot of people tend to underestimate the power of like, you know, having goals, the power of thinking about yourself in a better situation, a better place than you are now. They don't understand that because they look at their current reality and, and it's, it's, it's so far off from where they want to be that they feel like it's impossible. And I will tell you, although it might seem impossible and you may not understand what the path forward entails, if you continue to think about these good things and you continue to just focus on the way you want your life to look like and continue to do the work, whether you realize that you're actually headed in that direction or not, it happens, man. Because yeah. I know firsthand, you know, last couple of years I was thinking, man, I want, I have to get my personal, how could I ever get my personal brand where I want it? How can I ever like, you know, do my podcast? How can I ever go around and get paid to speak and like travel and be on all these shows? I want to be in New York. I want to be in LA. I want to be, how can I do that? This place is just sucking the life out of me. And it, it's so funny because I literally did not think that I was taking steps toward that. But then one day like fucking Forbes calls and then I'm in Forbes. Then, then it's like, you know, a, a, an epidemic, like entrepreneur, like Inc. Um, you know, I'm getting like calls to go like be on this show and that. And it's like TV, yeah. all, all, all this entire time, although I might've been consumed with like the, the, the stress and the things that, you know, weren't ideal time. I've been through a lot of shit, man, my business. I mean, it's still to this day, like I, I'm going through a lot of shit. And the thing is you just learn how to deal with it better. And, uh, you know, you just got to be patient. You have to work hard. And, you know, when things, things are rough, you're struggling, you know, adversity creeps up on you. Never lose sight of the big picture. Never forget about where it is you want to be because it's very easy to think about like being in a good situation mm -hmm. when things are good and thinking about like you know how you want your life to look like when when everything is well it's a whole different thing when things are falling apart and adversity is basically you know crushing your soul mm -hmm. it's a very very difficult thing to do that but i will tell you that law of attraction is a hell of a lot more powerful <laughs> when you're able to do that in those circumstances than when you're able to just, you know, do it when things are, are, are ideal. You know, while, I, while you're speaking, I'm taking mental notes, right? Because I want to, that leads into my next question. But one of the things we spoke about right now is how you, you know, personal development is mandatory in your company, one hour every day, right? Speakers all over the building. Mm -hmm. And having but, speakers come in and talk to the team like we just did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's important, man. This wasn't your first time talking to these guys. Yeah, no, and I love it, man. Thanks, thanks for, you know, for bringing me in, first of all, because that was a super, you know, I was super excited about the first time I came. So now I'm like family. So every time you're like, hey, you want to jump, you know, and jump in and do something? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Right on. But I love it. But I, I also love the fact that you 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 developed that into your company culture, mm -hmm. you know, because I think a lot of companies, they missed that. They missed that portion of it. Like they're so consumed and concerned with growing their business, mm -hmm. but they're not really concerned about growing their employees. How are you going to grow your business if you don't grow your employees? Exactly. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's most businesses are set up to have, you know, like you have a company, you have a foundation. Okay. Here are the, here are the, here are the pieces of the machine. Here are the cogs on the wheel. So they plug people into these positions, right? Very, very limited, if any potential for upper mobility. And they're basically paying people the least to do the most. Exactly. Training people 
the on systems where they basically come in, they do the same fucking thing every day. And, uh, you know, if somebody goes down, they're very, very easily replaceable because there's a hundred other people that are willing to kind of come in and do this, like the, this work. And, you know, the, it's, that's how the system is set up. And, you know, the companies will keep people around with the, uh, you know, they'll paint the picture of retirement and, <laughs> you know, their 401k okay, and their health insurance and yep. this bullshit that is basically a trap. I mean, it's a trap to keep people living it is. in a situation and in a job that makes them fucking miserable. So that, you know, that, that, that minimal amount that you will have to live on when everything is said and done that you're actually paying for, by the way, whether you're aware of it or not, you are going to basically suffer for however many years just to struggle even more financially when you get to retirement, the, the golden years, the years that you're supposed to be able to relax and enjoy life. How is that going to work? Yeah. How is it going to work? People don't think like that. They don't think about, I mean, fuck dude. Most people don't think about like next month, next year, let alone like 20, 30 fucking years. They don't realize that they're, that they're most of the time they're living check to check while they're working. Mm. And then when they get to those so, so-called quote unquote golden years, they're still living check to check because it's not enough. Totally. And you know, I, I don't want that for the people in this company because again, I like I, my definition of success is you know, doing all the things that I've been fortunate enough to do and that, you know, I'm going to keep doing like all the things that, you know, people see like, Oh, well, he's successful. I don't, again, I've, I've definitely experienced my fair share of successes. I, I don't really consider myself successful just because I don't even believe I've scratched the surface, but my definition of success is, you know, achieving things, making progress in literally every area, continuously moving forward, but also in the process bringing people up with me mm. and you know by investing in the personal development like i've spent a couple hundred thousand dollars last year on personal development for the team whether it's sending people to seminars whether it's having training here whether it's uh you know uh, different resources and platforms that we've uh we, we've invested into uh you know develop the team's mindset and just you know skill set like that shit's important to me man and honestly it makes me fucking feel good it makes me feel good. It makes me feel proud. It makes me happy. And another, you know, convenient thing it just happens to do is it contributes to the bottom line. That's right. You know what that I mean? Was, that was, was going to be part uh, of my Of course. I mean, like, is that my primary reason for doing it? Honestly, I'd tell you it is not. Yeah. But is that something that happens? Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. I'm not going to dispute that. So. It's basically like a fail-safe investment, man. If you knew that you could, like, you know, go into a, a, a let's say, a gas station, right, and buy a five-dollar scratch ticket, but you knew that that scratch ticket was going to be worth three hundred times what you paid for it, would you do it <laughs> every fucking time, right? Absolutely. But that's what they're saying is they've actually quantified the ROI on 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 training and personal development. They're saying it's three hundred percent of whatever the initial investment is. I heard, I, I read this one thing one time where the CFO went to the CEO and you probably seen this too, where the CFO went to the CEO and said, Hey, you know, what, if, what, if, what's going to happen if we spend all this money on training our employees and they leave? Mm -hmm. And then the CEO goes, well, what if we don't spend the money and they stay? Well, there's that. And then there's also the fact that, you know, people tend to, you know, get to a point where they're no longer, they're like, Oh, I don't like my job. I hate it here and this, that. And they feel that way because they're not making progress. That's right. The same fucking job. They were at one time, they were probably pretty excited, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody forced them to work there. Nobody like held a gun to their head, came to their house, hey, you're going here. Mm -hmm. They 
voluntarily applied for this place, went through whatever process and got hired. And at one point they were excited about it. Now, eventually comes a time where, you know, if people aren't making progress, they start to feel resentful. They start to feel, I I mean, like the key to happiness in life is progress. It's not more money. It's not like a promotion. I mean, although like money and promotions can be indicative of progress, right? That can be like something that happens because, but it's, it's progress. And the only way that you see progress is by doing things deliberately that are going to make you better than you are now. That's powerful. How how are you going to get better? Say that again. The only way to see progress in literally any area of your life is to deliberately take actions that make you better than you are now. That's a, that's a golden nugget right there. That's like somebody better tweet that whoever's listening and, and you felt that tweet that put it on Instagram because that's a powerful nugget right there. And it makes 100% sense. You know, I remember Chris one time uh, where I would my, I myself personally, I was going through this one phase where I was like, man, I'm doing everything that I think I should be doing. And and I and I didn't add a, and I wasn't seeing any progress. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling you. And you didn't pick up the phone mm-hmm. and I was a little pissed off mm-hmm. <laughs> because I needed somebody to talk to mm-hmm. right then at that moment. But you called me right back, which I was like, yes, he's calling me right back. And you said something to me that really changed my mindset and really changed my perspective about it. And it really kind of sparked a fire under me that made me say, you know what, I got I got there's more that I can be doing. Right. You said deliberate taking deliberate action. And you said this is what you said to me. You said, listen, Jose, there's going to be plenty of times that you feel the way you feel right now at every level you get to. But you said that keep pushing forward because every time you get to the next level, every time you do get to that next level, what you were worried about before is not even going to be a thing because now at this new level, there's always something else that you're looking forward to. Fact. And that right there, my man, changed my changed, it changed my perspective about what I was going through. And it, and it, and it kind of mo- it motivated me. It motivated me to want to go do more, learn more, and become more. Because I'm like, this is, just, this is just only a little season I'm going through. How can you feel fucking awesome about anything? How can you feel accomplished? How can you experience feelings of fulfillment and pride if everything comes easy? That's right. There's a very direct connection between getting through very, very difficult adverse, just very hard situations or periods of your life and feelings of just pride and accomplishment and purpose and just understanding, getting a better understanding of what you're capable of. I mean, you know, when you are faced with adversity, which you will, like legitimately, I I wish I remembered the statistic, but basically uh, Brian Tracy, one of my favorite authors, in one of his books, he said that basically the average adult will like face adversity if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this. It was like every three or four months. And I think like adversity, right? That could mean different things. Yeah. I mean, there's there's extreme adversity and then there's just adversity, yeah. right? Which, you know, could be something like a, like, I don't know, a relationship thing behind on some bills, like some shit like that. But the way you prepare yourself for that, because it's fucking coming, like it or not, is to voluntarily put yourself in uncomfortable situations actively seek out discomfort that is a winning strategy and like honestly i know it sounds so like counterintuitive and 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 it is counterintuitive to your physiology because when things make us uncomfortable when you know there's things that we're a little afraid of 
we, we feel these feelings that make us basically it tells our body and, and our mind like, hey, stay away from that thing as, 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 stay as far away from that as possible. And although you can't do anything about those voices going away, they'll always be there. You have the ability to act in spite of them. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to basically condition yourself and train yourself to do the opposite of that. Yeah. The way you get over fear is by confronting it. Mm-hmm. Instead of running away from it, you need to run towards it. And when you do that voluntarily, by you know doing like hard workouts, going out of your comfort zone, having as many uncomfortable conversations possible, fuck having a like a cold shower in the morning, not like like not not a lukewarm shower, like putting that motherfucker as cold as it will go <laughs> and let it run on your body for as long as you can withstand. Believe it or not, little <sighs> things like that, they do they condition you to be more prepared for when life hits you in the face with adversity when you're least fucking expecting because most people they crumble they crumble in adverse situations and honestly the thing is man like dude you know in life there are winners and losers and and I, i i i honestly believe this to be true a key differentiating factor between winners and losers is that winners rise up when faced with adversity mm-hmm. and losers crumble. And I'm not saying losers in like the negative name calling sense. I'm talking the literal sense. Yeah. Because if you can't rise up and face your adversity and get through your adversity, you will not be able to advance from where you're at right now. So if you don't start getting uncomfortable, start looking for opportunities to get out of your comfort zone and, and continue to do that, you will stay right where the fuck you are at now. And, and, and a lot of people like, oh, I'm, 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 this makes me comfortable. I'm nervous, da, 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 da. That's cool. Like, what's scarier? I mean, honestly, guys, like I want you to ask this. You guys are listening to this. Is it scarier to do some things that make you temporarily uncomfortable, but ultimately will make you stronger, right. smarter, more efficient, more experienced, That's good. and better? Or 10, 15, 20 years from now, being right where the fuck you're at currently. That's right. And that's that's, right. that's real, man. That, yeah. That's that's what it is. It's one of those two options. Yep. And you know that 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 whole getting comfortable being uncomfortable getting comfortable being uncomfortable mindset is 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 like a main part of my talk because mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, even when I was speaking with your with, with the team here mm-hmm. at Nutritional Solutions, you know when I first got into the wheelchair, it was uncomfortable for me because I'm not paralyzed. So I feel everything. I can still move everything. My body's just atrophied, which is, you know, which is weak, which means weaker. So in order for me to be here today with you, Chris, I had to be able to develop that mindset that, and that, and that attitude that says I need to learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, when people feel discomfort, they reposition themselves to get right back in their comfort zone or they look, they look for the immediate comfort. Right. And your comfort zone isn't very comfortable, by the way. Yeah, exactly. L- look at look at your life. Are you, are you like is your life? I mean, and honestly, maybe like look if you're listening to this right now, and you're happy and your life is good, dude. I'm proud of you. Like, congratulations, you have made it. Yeah. I have no advice for you, <laughs> right? This is for people who want some area or most areas of their life to improve, but they feel like they're no matter what they do they can't seem to get ahead that's bullshit that's right dude getting ahead is a it's it's like it's an equation you do the work for a long fucking time the end and the results show that's it, it that's it's, it's as simple as that it's right? not it, it it's not something that happens to some people and 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 doesn't for others the problem is people 
don't understand that things take fucking time. They don't, when they're actually on the path, they're actually making progress, but they don't have like, you know, their boss doesn't come and give them the immediate raise after they work hard for two weeks straight. Dude, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> and honestly, if you're counting time and thinking like you're not going to make it anyway. Yeah. You do, you do it not because you're trying to get a raise. You do it not because you're trying to get a promotion. You do you know, you go to the gym and you train hard, like not because you're just trying to uh, lose some weight, like because you got to go to a wedding or you got a vacation. and You don't want to look like a slob in your in, in your vacation pics. You do it <laughs> because you have high standards. You do it because you take pride in everything in your world. Most importantly, yourself. And you do it because you want to make the most out of the time that you have on this earth, because you understand that you only get this opportunity once. That's right. That's right, man. So, hey, listen, Chris, while we, while, before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you another two more questions. Yeah. What's, what's the next big goal for Chris and for Nutrition Solutions? You know, I, th I think it's, 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 uh, I think it's related, kind of directly related. It's hard. I mean, Nutrition Solutions is my life, man. Honestly, I love, I love this place. I love the people. I love what we're doing. And it, it, I know that might sound corny. It's like, oh, of course you can say that. And I'm like, I, re I really do because we do some cool shit here. Yeah, you do. You know, like. I can attest to that. And he, it's really cool, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I want to keep taking things to the next level. Um, we just started the podcast and honestly, that's going really well. I'm having a good time with it. I mean, this is something I wanted to do for a lot of years, but I, again, one of those things, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do it. Like all this shit, like, dude, but you keep working, you keep working, you keep thinking about it. You keep writing your goals down every day. Mm -hmm. And then one day you're in a position where now you do have the energy to do all these other things. Now you are in a position to start doing what it is you want to do. Things take time. And then what I've come to realize is, uh, usually things take a lot longer than, uh, you want them to, but you know, if you stay the course, it will happen, but just looking to keep, uh, you know, improving, keep bringing up the people, uh, in this organization. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, the, the next year to see, you know, what materializes with the podcast. Um, I believe that it's going to help a lot of people, man. I, I, I believe the message that we're, we're, we're sharing the things that we're talking about. I mean, you know, for anybody who's just experiencing me for the first time, I have no problem saying things that other people I mean don't say and, and more importantly I don't have a problem saying things that people don't want to hear. That I make don't them give, feel uncomfortable. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't care. I don't care if I make you I'm gl I'm glad that I make you uncomfortable, okay? Because what you need to understand is that feeling of discomfort that, you know, sometimes people get when they hear people talk like I do and be direct. When you feel those those feelings, I mean, your, your your initial response, most people's initial response is to become resentful, to cast hate, to be like, oh, this person's an asshole, and da, da 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 But it's like, do you think that I would use my platforms to, to go in here and just insult people and, and, and you know, hurt people's feelings and, and do all that with where I've come from? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. You have to recognize that the, the reason you feel the way that you do when you hear certain things or get, you know, get uncomfortable when you see other people doing things that, you know, that you're not doing or see other people progressing and succeeding in areas that you're not, it's because deep down, you know that that is an area that you need to improve on and that you should be doing things and taking measures to improve on. But it's mm -hmm. easier, right, to, uh, to default to the negative than it is to take responsibility over that fact. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I definitely think that our, the, the podcast is uh, it's gonna be one of those things, man, where, where people are gonna get a lot out of it. They might not always like what I have to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to condition people to understand that 
when you have those feelings, that's like the alarm. Okay, then I need to be doing that then. If I feel that way, I need to make that adjustment. I need to learn to think differently. Yeah. I need to, 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 un, to, to, to seek out discomfort. And just by, by doing that, you know, uh, their lives will, will improve. But as far as the company, man, we got a lot of cool things going on. But just, I, I really enjoy the, uh, the, the freedom that we have. I mean, it's my company, so I can do whatever I want with this. But some of the content that we produce, it's a little outside of the box. Yeah, it is. There's, there's, there's some stuff that we're doing that literally, I don't know if it's ever been done in the world ever, as far as like, you know, putting stuff out there, showing like the things that are wrong with our company, me, you know, getting in my team's ass and they drop the ball on something. I think that that has that, that series has a lot of potential and, uh, you know, looking forward to doing more, uh, behind the scenes episodes and just coming up with this different content, man. We're, we're just trying to, we're just trying to make an impact. You know, our mission statement is to help people dominate their goals and create lifestyle transformations through, uh, nutrition, motivation, accountability, and a world-class customer experience. And, you know, part of that is putting out good content because we have people from all over the world that actively follow and are fans of our company. And the thing yeah. is we, we don't actually, you know, we don't serve out of the U S so that, that means something, man. Yeah. You know, it means something when you have, uh, you know, other business owners and people watching our stories, seeing our team out in the community, making a difference, um, you know, giving back and, and, and working out together. I pay the team here to work out because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to them. I'm committed to their personal and professional development. I want them to make them physically stronger, mentally stronger. And, you know, in the process, like we are like inspiring other people that are seeing this yeah. to start taking action as well. And, uh, you know, I want to keep doing that, but I want to do it at a much, much higher level. So, uh, you know, the things that have been happening continue to happen, but just happen at a uh, higher rate. Man, I'm excited for your podcast also, man. I'm also excited to see the new episodes that drop because I personally love watching them. <laughs> I think that, you know... One, one of the things that I'm that I'm learning and noticing that what sets people apart, right, from successful people that really like are blowing up and people gravitate towards are the ones who keep their content real, raw, transparent and authentic, mm. right? Because we have so much fluff that's out there, right? Mm. Everybody's always fluffy feeling, fluffy, make, feel, make it feel good. Da, da, da. I can't look at that shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Me either. It drives me crazy. But... I like to talk about real life stuff that we really go through, that we really feel, that we really have struggle with, that we really overcome, right? And mm. I think that, like you said, you're behind the scenes with your company. I'm excited about that. I can't wait till I get the phone call or see something on social media like, hey, we just got picked up by so-and-so network. So that's so funny that you say that because that, so I'm mean, going to just put it out there. That is going to happen. And wow. I, don't, I don't know that it'll happen at Nutrition Solutions for, because... I mean, we'd have to be pretty fucked up here to have that be a like an entertaining component. And uh, I try to set my actions up in such a way where things aren't fucked up. But I, I do believe that at some point that will happen as far as, you know, me going into other businesses in a consultant role and basically going in there and, and, and showing them, you know, how they can tighten things up regarding leadership, process, customer service, just organization. And uh, I think that uh, I... I I don't think, I know that at some point that is going to happen. That's awesome, yeah. bro. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, that, that I haven't put scenes. that out there. Yeah, that, yeah, that's an exclusive. I've said it to some people like close to me, but I've never publicly said it. But that's, that's that's to be perfectly honest, when I started the behind the scenes at Nutrition Solutions, that was kind of like what I had in mind to kind of materialize from that one day. And just also really to just put it out there, man. Like, look, you know, we're not perfect. We're the furthest thing from, but... We are committed to putting the effort into getting better in the areas that we need to improve on. And not yeah. only that, 
we're committed to being honest and transparent about it in the process. I love it. I love it. So last year, I think it was last year, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I know last year, maybe it was the year before, but you said that, you know, you, you didn't really spend a lot of like you time. Mm -hmm. you, you, you've been busy building nutrition solutions yeah. and building the company, building the team, you know, building your clientele and you started taking some trips, yeah. right? a couple of vacations. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that's, uh, that's on your bucket list that you haven't checked off yet? So I'm 36 years old. As I mentioned, I did not go on vacation until, uh, what was it? October, November, November of last year. Was it November? It was the end of last year, end of 2018 is when I took my first vacation. Not even six months ago. No, not even six months ago. And, and again, like financially, I've been in a place where I could afford a vacation. Um, and to be quite honest, I mean, I, I could have in the last couple of years at some point gone on vacation and not had my entire company implode because I've had good enough at the time, you know, to, yeah. I mean, now without question, but I just, I just didn't do it. It just wasn't. I, I can't explain why I didn't do it because I understand why it's important. I've read in all the books the importance of somebody who works really hard and goes really hard to do those type of things to essentially recalibrate your mind. And I took a vacation and it changed my life, man. I stayed, I was there initially for four days was supposed to be the game plan. I ended up extending an additional five days and I stayed there by myself. And I did that again <laughs> in December. I spent Christmas by myself in Punicana. One of the nice. best decisions I've ever made. Nice. Um, you know, I, I, I love traveling. I like meeting new people. I like uh, experiencing new cultures. I like being in beautiful places that detach me from, you know, reality and just give me the opportunity to, to, to think clear and just feel different because when I was there, I came up with some awesome uh, ideas and comp without even trying to, I'm not sitting there thinking about like with a pad, but things just, just organically come to my head and my awareness levels just changed. I had so much freed up energy. So now I'm committed to going on two vacations per year minimum. And, uh, you know, hopefully you do a little more than that, but you talk about bucket list, like, you know, most people, normal people probably say, Oh, I want to go to Fiji. I want to go everywhere. And I'm going to go everywhere. <laughs> and that's really it. Why not, right? I mean, I want to see the world, man. I want to see the world outside what, of what? Instagram. I mean, I've seen the world on Instagram, right? <laughs> I want to see. I want to be there. I want to. I want to. I want to see these natural waterfalls. I want to like walk through a, 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 a rainforest. I want to go on a legitimate African safari. I want to do all of that. What's your next one? My next one probably will be. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. It is kind of difficult. Like when you you know are just so new to the game, like. I am not one to like relax and chill, but when I was able to do it these last times, it was like, wow, okay, so this is why people enjoy doing this type of thing. I'll probably knock out a couple more, uh, you know, down in the, you know, Caribbean, Caribbean. area. Yeah, like there's a lot of places that are close by, you know, Turks and Caicos, um, you know, and then ones that are not like in like Cabo. I want to, the, the next two will probably be nice, like weather, like beach pool type the Cayman Islands is nice shit, too. the Caymans, like all that. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, again, like I do want to get overseas. I, again, I want to go on that safari. I want to just, you know, go to Greece. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to France. And I don't want to do what most people do and just go 10 days, knock out eight cities. I mean, I want to go to 10 days in each city and I'm going to. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, listen, Chris, uh, just thank you, man, for, for, for oh, man, taking thank time you. out of your busy schedule. Tell everybody where they can find more about you and your company. 
yes. and the podcast as well. Right. Yeah. Podcast start today. Podcast. We're on all the different podcast platforms. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Chris Cavallini, C-A-V-A-L-L-I-N-I. If you listen to this, send me a DM. Give me some feedback. Let me know what uh, you think we could have done better because there will be a part two if I'm privileged enough to be asked back on the uh, the podcast. I'd appreciate it. But guys, yeah, Instagram, uh, I'm very active in my stories. I like to basically showcase what goes into it, the work that goes into it behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, I look forward to hearing from you guys. The company is Nutrition Solutions at Nutrition Solutions, nutritionsolutions.com. If you're someone who wants to look better naked, we can help facilitate that. Hit us up. I love it. I love it. Now, just one last question before we, uh, not a question, actually, one last thing before we close this up. What would you tell that one person that's listening right now? And you said a lot, but what would you tell that one person that's listening right now that may be going through something, right? Because the podcast is, I won't stop until I win, you know, and I know that you've seen my growth. I've seen your growth and that's a result of not stopping because we continue winning, right? What would you tell that one person that's listening that may be going through an adversity or a struggle or, or, or a challenge? What would you tell that person to, to, to just motivate them and push them to keep moving forward so that they win? Right now, you, are, you, you have an opportunity in front of you. You have an opportunity to begin to write one of the most epic comeback stories in the history of comebacks. Now, you can either sit around and feel sorry for yourself and complain about your circumstances to anyone who values their time low enough to actually listen, or you can make the conscious decision right now as you're hearing this to raise your standards and go on offense and understand that every day that you take action, just a little bit of action to inch yourself closer to where you want to be, to pull yourself out of hell. Right now you might be in hell and I know what that feels like. And I know that sometimes it feels like you'll never get out. But if you're willing to claw, scratch, and just, just, just fight your way out of hell, when you pull yourself back into the light, you will not only be in a back, you know, on your feet and back and then normalize your, your, your situation, but you would have discovered and, and unveiled a stronger, tougher, more mentally resilient, better version of yourself. I would not take that opportunity for granted. Awesome, man. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much. Chris Cavallini, CEO of Nutrition Solutions. But more than that, my friend and my brother, I appreciate you, man. And we will see you guys next week. I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of I Won't Stop Until I Win. Once again, I am your host, Jose Flores, and make sure you visit me at joseinspires360.com where you'll see links to all my social media where I'm bringing content like this every single day on how you can win and keep on winning. We have new episodes dropping every week, so make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share with other winners so that everyone can keep up with what's going on. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode of I Won't Stop Until I Win.